2: Hello, and welcome to another edition of Two Cups of Tea. I'm Chris Heath, and today I'm in my home from home, Manchester. And with the help of a large pot of tea and some biscuits, I'm about to hear the life story of another old legend in their golden years. Here's a few tidbits to reel you in. We used
3: to go on Rochdale Road with me, I used to go on Rochdale Road with my mother, in all the pubs, to see whether or not we could get hold of me dad before he spent all the money. The working class can kiss my ass. I've got the foreman's job at last. <laughs> 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 not not so much to uh, Belcanto, but can Belto, you know. <laughs> you <gotta see> <laughs> what a day this has been, what a rare mood I'm in.
2: So let's go in and meet Tommy Walsh. No, it's not that one, he's a different one. He's 85 years old, a lifelong bachelor and one of the nicest old boys on earth. Here comes the theme tune. Tommy? Yes, Chris? Thanks very much for having me. Welcome to Two Cups of Tea. Yes, oh, my pleasure, my pleasure. When I came in, I noticed you've got your chair out front. Is that
3: so you can survey the survey <laughs> so, the road? Yeah. Sadly, as my doctor says, uh, you shouldn't smoke, Mr Wolves, but I do smoke. Not heavy. I have um, a cigar a day on average, mm. and uh, I don't like to smoke in the house, because, you know, the smell of that. So what I usually do when I'm ready for the cigar, I sit outside in that chair... Mainly during the summer, mm. watch the world go by, and there's always neighbours. Hello, how are you going on? And so it's nice to have a chit chat with people going back. So that's why that chair's there. Yeah. During the winter, it's a bit, you know, I don't go quite as often because I'm a bit uh, parky, but uh, it's still there if I wish to do that.
2: I do love the smell of a cigar at Christmas time, yeah, isn't yeah, yeah, like Christmas. People,
3: people often say, when they when I'm out there smoking, oh, I love the smell, Tommy, that's nice, that, yeah. you know. So the people do enjoy the walk How old were you when you started? Well, strangely enough, other than being at school, when you smoke behind the toilet sort of thing, when you're a schoolboy, I never smoked. And then, um, like a lot of people, you had to do national service. And um, I did my national service in North Africa. And we flew out there. I'd never flown in my life, you know. Mm. And I was sat next to this mate of mine, and he said, You look very nervous, Tom. I said, I am, I'm clinging on to everything. He said, Have a cigarette. I said, I don't smoke. He said, It don't matter, have a cigarette, it'll calm your nerves, it'll calm your nerves. So I had a cigarette, then had another cigarette, and I thought, oh well, I can't keep doing this, you know, I better buy some. And of course, when we got to um Tripoli, mm. uh, cigarettes, cigarettes used to get 50 for about 10 pence. You know they were so cheap; it was yeah. unbelievable. So what that meant that uh, we had a lot of leisure time in, yeah. in Libya, and we used to finish at one o'clock in the afternoon, and of course into the med, having a swim, and then that you, you get bored, very bored. So you have another cigarette and another cigarette, and then it eventually became quite heavy smoker. So that's how it started. Yeah. Great pity. Was it a local brand as well, or it was uh, senior service? Ah, senior service. Just giving the these containers, the army used to uh, senior yeah. service for the old they were the filterless ones, weren't they? They were the I think the way I chose senior service. They used to be manufactured in Cheetah Mill in Manchester. That's where their factory was. Oh, is it? Yes, it used to be in and my sister was So worked, right near Strangeways. Right near it Derby Street. Derby Street, Derby Street, Derby. Street, but it just, oh, I love senior
2: service. It's a taste of home.
3: Yeah, yes, I think it probably was. It might have been I didn't realise until I you said that. I bet it is a taste of home. Yeah, and, and, and just about matter of interest, she worked alongside Bernard Manning. Because Bernard um, worked, when he was a 14-year-old boy, he started work at... at senior service but Well, it was called Patials, but yeah. he was senior service. Yeah, Bernard started there. You did know. she have any stories about him? said so he was a very shy boy. Very shy boy. That's interesting. Very shy. Because he's the like, opposite. He became the opposite. Absolutely. The 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 shyness, going back to my own... So I started work at 14, and, of course, at that age, in, I went into a big factory you are the butt of a joke, particularly from the women that work in the factory. Oh. You know, the
2: young boy. Because they, they know they, you're inexperienced can they can make they you blush. they
3: tease you, they tease you. And I think that's what was happening with Bernard. They teased him. Yeah. Uh, and, and of course... I bet they, they have a
2: bet on if they can, who can make you blush the most. Yeah, yes, that, that sort of thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, Something a bit
3: beyond that as well, but never mind that. <laughs> um, and I became quite friendly with Bernard over the years because he was a little bit older than me, uh, but... Um we just teamed up together. I used to uh I used to sing in the choir at church, and then when I started drinking, I used to sing in clubs and that sort of thing. Oh, you did know. you? Yeah. yeah. No, not not perfect, not simply perfect. well if you all do you, you part your party piece on the Saturday night. So everyone had their own song. I, oh absolutely. So it was,
2: so was yours. Bye bye Blackbird in F. I always <laughs> you've got say, to know because you've got to tell the pianist. Yes, yeah,
3: I always say that. I said, I never knew, I tell this story to people, I said, I never knew uh, Bye Bye Blackbird, the key was F. And I said, it was Bernard Manning that said to me, you know, Tommy, when you sing that song, you must see it in F. And I say, now, when Burnley says F, he means F, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I like Burnley, yeah, I got on well with Burnley. When we go to the embassy club, come on, Tommy, you better <laughs> talk, you know. <laughs> so, Tommy, to take you back to, yeah. to the very beginning. I was born uh, in a one-up and one-down house. So you are one of nine, you were the youngest of nine. Yes. I'm the youngest of nine children, Dora being the eldest, me yeah. being the youngest. Dora was twenty years older than me. Wow. So in twenty years my mother had nine children. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And lived to eighty-five. Amazing, isn't yeah, it? Having on through on in poverty and, and, and all the all the rest of it. Yeah. So there was Dora, there was James, and James was the next born. He was seven years of age, and he was as children who were chalking in the street, you know, like Hopscotch doing the square yeah. in the street. Bent down doing it. And a little boy came and kicked him up the backside. And that develops into pedotonitis, oh And he died. God. Oh at my seven god. Seven years of age. Seven years of age. So that was James. Then came Michael, uh, who is is on that picture in there. And there. Then there was Kathleen. And Mary. Yeah. But they died very young. Then came, i as far as me, then came Evelyn. Now, Evelyn is 94 and still living. Wow. She lives in Scotland. Then there came uh, Ellen, who's dead. Yeah. Uh, she She lived in Romley. Then came Luke. Now Luke, uh, he's still living, but sadly he got Alzheimer's. Mm. He's in a home in Berry, and then there's me. And the cold water tap was in the yard. Now that was that was that the setup that I was born into that environment. And what part and of Manchester was it? That was in Angel you know, Angel Meadow. Yeah. Just just on the edge of Angel Angel Meadow, Danzig Street, Collier's Road, that sort of area. Gotcha uh that's just do some dwellings there we'll, we'll go on a place in the dwelling so i was thinking of some like that now what happened and, and that wasn't unusual in them days by the way chris there was a lot of big families uh, it's a Catholic. I come from a Catholic family, and, and I think I don't want religion, but but lot of Irish Catholic. My grandfather was Irish. Yeah, were, were big families sort of thing really. And what happened? Cause, uh, I didn't I wasn't aware of this as a, as a boy, of that, but the elder children were farmed out. They stayed with relatives or they stayed with friends, you know. Because yeah. a one-up and one-down, you can't accommodate two adults and nine kids sort of thing, yeah. really. So that's how, 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 how they managed. Now, I was um, brought up till I was 12 months old, and then they moved house to the other side of Rochdale Road, and then it was a two-up and two-down. Yeah. Uh, so things were a little bit better. Uh, sort of thing then and uh, so that, that was the beginning and I remained there until I was uh, I forget when did we live collier. 1960. We lived at, uh and the family all got wedded off, you know, my eldest sister and yeah. all that and it was just left with me uh with with my mum my father passed away earlier on. So just mother and I and it was 1960. So how old were you then? I would be 60 32 I'd be 28. Yeah. 28. And the houses were being demolished because of the clearness and all that. So um we were offered a masonette, which is house upon a house. Yeah. Uh in Gorton. And I, my mother would be old? Oh, my mother would be 65. And I was a, a bit concerned, just I've been living in Collier's thought, how oh, will she settle in this new mm. environment? However, she, she settled down. And once she'd settled down, I, I found it easy to to, to live with that um, in, in that uh, 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 place, Abbey, a, it was called Abbey yes. Lane. And I worked at this company in, uh, in Newton Heath, and it was a large, it was 7,000 work there. And the use of these special buses from Bellevue. Yeah. So it was I get to Bellevue and take to the factory gates. And if somewhere uh, in
2: the factory was at Bellevue. Yeah, if
3: you'll see on that wall there there's, there's a Lowery painting, and that painting was done by Lowery. It shows you the front of the factory with the all the workers going in. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I that was that done one. in nineteen forty two. Uh and you'll see on the So side, is that at Bellevue? No, that was Madeleine Platt where I worked. Ah, uh, uh, right. And those are the workers going in. And you'll notice these bad balloons in the because they had bad eyes It with 1942 yeah, during of course. The war. Um, so that's uh, that that I worked there, I worked there all my life. I never worked anywhere else. And people say, Oh, you windy sod, you wouldn't try your skills elsewhere. Well, they may be right, they may be right. I don't know. All I can say in defense. Is that I enjoyed, I really did enjoy yeah. working there. I met some very nice people, some rotten sods, I know, some very nice people. I, I eventually finished a foreman in charge of 50, 60 people, apprentices as well. And, and I found that job very fulfilling. And I could very well maybe gone to Avro's, gone to Ferranti's, other big factories, and maybe got a few Bob more. I don't know. Uh, but I didn't, yeah, you know, I didn't want to. Yeah. I, I'd, well, Pete, I'd, there's nothing to be sniffed at being in charge of 40, 50 people. No, no, right. No, it was quite a responsible position. I left school at 14 and, and got employed at Mazarin Platte, the engineering factory. Yeah. Now, I'd been a schoolboy uh, up to the August, my birthday's in August, and I was just off school for a week then into
2: work. Now, into, having been a schoolboy, schoolboy hours... Now, wait, now, hold you, cool your boots a second, Tommy. I want to know a bit what you were like at school. Did you like school? Could you could you not wait to leave school? No, I love school. I love school.
3: But I wasn't... I went to St. Patrick's yeah. in Collihurst, which bred Nobby Styles, which bred Brian Kidd, which bred Colin Barlow for City.
2: Yeah.
3: All sport-orientated... And the, was it just a boys' school? Just a boys' school. Yeah. yeah. And my ne- nearest, nearest to sport was a scorer at cricket. I was hopeless. <laughs> the reason I was hopeless, because I was a big, fat lad and I had no idea of football and cricket as the man in the moon. Having I mean, said all of that, and it, I missed out because I did, did encourage sport at St Patrick's. Yeah. Nevertheless, I thoroughly enjoyed uh, being at that school. There were good teachers. I got on well with with um, with my schoolmates. Uh, I'm still in touch with quite a number of them. No About a fortnight's time. We we're having a reunion at St. Patrick's from the school the people that went there. Yeah. Going less and less every year. But that that's it. so I was still in touch with that. But so yes. Yeah, you, still, you still do school reunions? It, oh yeah, still yeah, every year, yeah. Wow. Every year, yeah, yeah. St. Patrick former pupils. But staying with school, it was a bit disjointed because when the war started, I was seven years of age. And of course the schooling then all went to pot. Children were evacuated. I wasn't evacuated. My sister was. I wasn't. So school days during the war weren't very good. We were doing half days and this and half days and that. So it, it was. It wasn't. It was a disjointed affair, and I've always regretted that because eleven plus came on the scene, mm. and the school selected the boys that were likely to, you know, succeed at eleven plus, and I was one of the boys. But my mother said to me, Thomas, she said, whether you pass or not, you can't go. You, you I want money and you've got to go to work. You can't, mm. you can't, know. So, and I can't afford to pay for uniforms on this, that and the next. And I've often wondered whether I did, in fact, pass my 11 plus. I wouldn't know. The only clue I've got is there was 10 of us, 10 or 11 of us, that went down to, for the examination and they all got in. So I would... Expect I would have been okay. Yeah. Uh, I would have been okay. In fact, one of the boys was with became a Catholic priest, and Father Carter, and he had a parish over in Trafford Park. Mm. So um, the the education was disjointed. But however that that was uh, that was generally it. I sang in the choir at church and had a um, I, I always also, not not so much to bel canto, but can belto, you know. <laughs> And um, so I was, you know, a leading light, you might say, yeah. in, in concerts that we did. No plays, it was all sort of uh, uh, like, you know, singing, dancing. We used to have a team of boys doing Irish dancing and that. So those are the things that... Uh, that so you always had the voice, the, the gift always, of the voice. Yeah, always had the voice. Yeah, always had, They tell me when I was a little boy at church, and I have no memory of this, of course, but... Uh, as soon as the organ started, I was bellowing out, you know, so he, he came from an early age. And I think my father, my father was no good. Uh, he, he was a drunkard. Yeah. He wasn't a violent man, uh, but he was a drunkard. And he never, ever came home on a Friday night. He always went on in the pubs. And many a Friday night, and my, my older brothers and sisters did the same, But I remember my... We used to go on Rochdale Road with me... I used to go on Rochdale Road with my mother in all the pubs to see whether or not we could get hold of my dad before he spent all the money. He was a shocker, really. So
2: he didn't come home and, and no, give, no, out. No, give no, out your no, mum's share and no, then take no, what was left?
3: No, no, not at all. Oh, dear. And my mother, my mother was uh, an orphan, yeah. and she was brought up... I don't know whether well, you know Danzig Street and, and Charter Street School and the, 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 the home for single girls. No. It's, the building's still there. What happened when my mother was at was, was working? She worked over in Cheetah Mill at a machinist or something mm-hmm. like that. At that period in time, and I'm going back to say 1920. Yeah. A lot of the the, the girls um went on the streets. So in order to try and uh, stop that, they built the, these ch- girls' single girls' home. And this one, it's the building still there on Danzig see? Mm. And uh, Matt, that's where my mother uh, was was brought up. But she had a a very hard life in the sense that she brought all these children. He was no good to her. Um, and I remember my mother saying when my father was dying uh, that my father had said to her. Well, Evelyn, mother's name, Evelyn, he said, I could have been a better husband, and uh, she said, it's too late for that now. And she never let him off the hook, you know, Again, it was mm. too late for it, really. Uh, but going back to me and singing, the old fella, uh, his father was a, a bark, as they call them, Irish, and uh, he was a great singer, especially when they had a drink. Your dad. Uh, my dad was, yeah, yeah. and he, he, he sang a lot of Irish songs and that. And I think uh, that's where they probably got the, uh, you know, the singing from, really. So then, as I say, I left, I left, I left school then, and mm. then started at Mather and Platt, did the apprenticeship. For
2: people who don't know, what was the, what did the factory make? What did, what did oh, they do?
3: Company Mather and Platt was, was a, a good Mather,
2: company. Mather and Platt. Mather and Platt. Mather and Platt was a good company.
3: Then their main. Industry uh, was fire prevention, sprinklers, and this sort of thing. Oh right! And you go, you go. Some of these old buildings in Manchester, and you'll see a big iron plate. It was like Mother and Platt sprinkler. That was their main product. Right. Now, as well as that, they did uh, textile engineering. Textile engineering was making. Machinery to print cloth, bleach cloth, anything to do with the textile industry. Yeah. They made machines for that. They also made electrical motors. Now, Metropolitan Vicar or Westinghouse, as it was called then, used to be do all the electrical motors and they were quite cheap. Now, Mather's motor, Mather and Platt motor, weren't cheap because if you wanted, say, uh, a motor that was 10 horsepower, mm. Uh, 15 horsepower, what well, do you get that for metros? 10, 15, 20. Yeah. But if you wanted one at 12 horsepower, Mathis, they were best spoke in the sense that they make you what you wanted. Right, gotcha.
2: That, that was it wasn't it. off the peg. No, they, it wasn't off they, the they peg. they built it for purpose. That's right. Gotcha. So
3: they had electrical motors, then they had pumps. Now that was the department time with it. And pumps, these are. Uh, when they used to tell my mates, I'm a pump fitter, because that was my description, <laughs> they thought it was that pump. Oh, like a beer, beer pump. pump. Uh, but what, what it was, of course, pumps for pumping water, uh, like like we have uh, water now uh, from the Lake District, and it's Mother's pumps that pump it down sort of thing. There was also, uh, like, I, we were told this as part of our... Uh, Apprenticeship. With the apprenticeship of any trade, you learn your trade that, that. But mothers used to have what they call a day continuation school. And you went to this school two and a half days a week. And not only did they teach you maths and engineering, drawing and science and that sort of thing, they taught you citizenship. And this was to, to, to broaden the That your outlook as a young person, you know, wasn't just concert. Now that was in work's time, which was was very good. Yeah. And there was a headmaster there. You may or may not have heard of him. Don Davis used to write for the Guardian or Manchester Guardian. Oh yeah. And sadly, Don. Got killed in a Munich air crash. He was travelling with the United players when the when the plane went oh, down. Oh, really? And Don Davis. Because he had been reporting on the match. He was reporting on the match for the. He used to, uh, I could have read his articles, he used to write under the name Old International <laughs> because he used to play cricket for Lanky. Oh, you know, it a oh. lovely, A lovely, lovely man. Well, he was the headmaster. And he, he taught us an awful lot. I remember one time he brought Jack Carey and Cyril Wasbrook. Jack Carey was the captain of uh, Manchester United. Mm. Cyril Wasbrook was the captain of uh, Lancashire. And there were, you know, a, a room full of boys. having I mean, these two that's tremendous. Not bring, that's like bringing in gods. I, it was to us. Yeah. Well, Don arranged that, you know. Uh, and it, I learned an awful lot. And the other boys did. And he would take us, like say, to to an art gallery or something like that, and we had nothing to do with engineering, but it broadened our, you
2: know, our. That's fantastic. Uh, it is. So at Mother and Platts, what were the people you worked with like? Did you have any? Did you have any horrible bosses? Uh, yes, we did. We did.
3: Um, in those days, uh, working week uh, was forty-seven and a half hours. Now I worked from eight till six. Mm. four days a week, eight till five on the Friday, three nights at night school for two hours. Now, to be thrown from a schoolboy to those hours, yeah a 14-year-old boy. Mm. Now, I wasn't on my own. Everybody did it, so that's yeah. how you get through. But a tremendous jump, tremendous yeah, jump. Yeah, it must have been a culture Oh, jump. it really was. About Going back to the, you're saying about your gaffers and that, so they had these long pipes, and what they had to do with these pipes, they used to have a trough, quite a long trough, mm. baked in it, suspend the pipes in it, you know, lift them out, and then dry them. And as I said, we used to work uh, five and a half day week then. Mm. We used to work Saturday on eight till 12. And this lad said to the foreman, is it all right for don't come in Saturday and getting married? Right? Our foreman said, um, what time's a wedding? Said, Two o'clock. Well I said you can come in, come in, send the morning you know. So he okay. made him come in on his wedding day? He made him come in on his, in all his fine day, Johnny could do it. No, not listen, in his listen, in all his fine You know what job he gave him? Dipping these pipes in the paint. Those were excuse my friends, the bastards within yeah. industry. You know, and that... Foreman used to have great joy in retelling that story. Little lad like me, fourteen, starts there. Yeah, got a hand drill, right? These drills were one sixteenth diameter. Right? Yeah, like a needle. Sixteenth of an inch. Sixteenth of an inch. Of an yeah. I yeah. had to drill all for certain, certain uh, fixtures on. Of... Yeah. This lad broke the drill. Went at four months. I broke that drill. Give him another drill. Broke that. Sacked him. I met two drill bits for two drill bits. Sacked him, and I met that lad later on in life. And that was always on his record that he'd been dismissed for poor workmanship or whatever term they used. A
2: fourteen-year-old boy. So you were you were at Mother and when you were fourteen. Yes. And you so you rose up through the ranks to be a foreman. Is yeah, that right? Yeah. I used to
3: sing a song. Do you know the Red Flag? The song. The Red oh Flag. yes. And it goes, you know, the way it goes. I used to sing. The working class can kiss my ass. I've got the foreman's job at last.
1: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com/pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
3: I had the problems, mental problems. I don't know what you don't know what causes mental problems really. Uh, but I uh, I lost my my mother, I lost my sister cuz miss after mother and my sister um Looked after me. Yeah. Uh, Do do you know, for a man of my years, when my sister died... Yeah. I'm not proud of this, but I think it's funny. I couldn't boil an egg. Right. I couldn't boil an egg. That's an exaggeration, but you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. Hopeless. I'd lost... My mother who was dear to lost my sister dear to mm. and I went to pot. Uh, I went on the chemic and uh, trying to drown my sorrows and everything was wrong. And then I've never heard that. You went on the chemic. Is that yeah. just
2: mean you, you hit the yeah. hit the yeah. ball? Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah. It's it, funny, it, it just something like that. My nieces and nephews say so you come out with some odd words, Uncle Tom. Like, <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I took to the bottle and um, I got panic attacks mm. and I was at a foreman in the factory in conference with all sorts of people. I had to run out of the room because mm. you know, you, you've well, I'm saying we're experiencing, you know, what panic attacks yes, yes, you've got to yeah. get out. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, life couldn't, I was under the doctor and he was giving me medication and all. And so, I had to chuck it, I couldn't carry on
2: working. What uh, year was this? Well, roughly.
3: Uh, this would be. Uh, Nineteen ninety, right? Nineteen ninety. So uh, I was sixty because yeah. I went on the sick. Before I was on the sick for twelve months. Mm. Mothers were good that way. Six months I had full pay. Mm. Six months out pay. Uh, so it, I was fifty nine, sixty when I when I finished. Because I just couldn't, I just couldn't carry on. Am I right in thinking you've won a British Empire medal from the Yes, Queen? yes. I'll show you before you go. Yeah, yeah tell, pl- tell me about that. How, how well, what happened there? There was. Um... A lad that I I work with, and he used to talk to me. I'd say that I've done. I, do, I talked to him like I've just
2: talked you about the things I've done. Yeah, it was for work in the community. Do you oh, think yeah. there was one thing that, in particular, that 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 did it? Yes, there was one thing in particular that did it.
3: Yeah, and if you if you Google me, you'll see what it is. Oh, I well, know what what it what it was. I campaigned with. Um, Transport Brigade to Manchester. Yeah. Uh, About a bus shelter in Withington. Right. There was a bus shelter there, but it had no side panels. So you stood there and the wind came up. Whipped through you. Oh, shocking. Shocking. Yeah. Now it's mainly elderly people that use that bus shelter. Yeah. And I'd been on to um, Transport Brigade to Manchester. No, 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 no. I uh, can't have it, can't have it. So I don't like doing this. Uh, because I'm not a great faith in the media. Yeah. If you get onto the media to help you on a particular problem, they'll slant it to suit them. Yeah. They won't necessarily do what you're after. So, but reluctantly I got onto Manchester Evening News, and they took up you know, the you know pensioners and all mm. this sort of thing, and eventually we got the panels. Besides lots of other stuff. Mm. I think you're great what you do. You should get an award for that, for that. Mm -hmm. But unbeknownst to me, it took him two years. Mm. He wrote to the awards committee in London. They sent him a form to fill in and did-da-da-da-da-da. And the first signal I got was in 19, well, is it 16? No, 14. 1914, um, 2014. Mm was a letter from the Prime Minister saying, you Queen has been honoured you with the size of British Empire medal, yeah. right over the blue. So what, so what happened after you got the letter from the Prime Minister? So after you got the letter, keep your mouth up, right, like, don't tell anybody. Then the following June, you're invited to the garden party. Mm. That's the way the system works. i take a friend. I thought, well, I'll take John. So he boot, I was paying He'd boot us, let's go first class. I don't go, never been first class. Let's make a day of it, John. You know. So uh, John got these uh, tickets each £50 return, first right. class. Okay, that was great. So I went down first. Never travelled first last, mm. uh, on the train, and uh, you come around with the trolly, and sandwiches, and tea and coffee. And all, oh, is that all free? All free, all on the oh, house. Wow. All on the house. All oh, lovely, lovely. The day was spent uh, with with the Queen and and Philip and and they all Didn't speak to them.
2: Yeah, but I'll tell you a twist. But, but they were the same at the same do as you. At
3: the same do, yeah. I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you a twist on that in a minute. They were there, and uh, but. Charles is where you are looking that way, and if it had turned round with a you know face to face, but yeah. he up. That's the nearest thing up, really. <laughs> but it was very exciting the band playing, seeing so many. You know, oh, it was lovely. But one of the happiest days of my life. So we then decided to come home. Mm. So we get on the train, and um, right, what we are So uh, I, uh, I said, I of a I think I'll have a glass of wine, you could 'cause we we'd stuff to drink and all that? He said, Oh, I'm gonna have a bottle of beer. Can I have two? Many as you want, sir. Well, we can well. have shift it, you know. <laughs> oh, we had a great time. No I, as I said earlier, I'd love to were, were you at a table? Yeah, we're at a oh, table, that yeah, yeah. Yeah. Difference, Oh, that makes Oh, lovely, 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 lovely. And with somebody I'd like, and be, oh, yeah. And the day... Of,
2: you're settled in for the day then, aren't you? The when day bringing When your beer, uh, Yeah, and all, all the memories
3: in the chat. And oh. So I'm getting a bit merry, yeah. sort of thing, and I said earlier, I like singing. So um, I says to John, <laughs> you know what, John, I said, I feel like singing. I said, you know, I feel really like singing. Yeah. So you can't sing in the first class compartment. And by this time, we were at, uh, where were we? Uh, Wilmshire. Yeah. So I said, look, John, if they throw us up, we can get a taxi from Wilmson. But, you know, we're not going <laughs> I to. I like that. the fact you're thinking about, yeah,
2: thinking right. about the, you know, the, the eventualities of what <laughs> yeah,
3: might what happen. Yeah, what that happened. So I said, well, it's <laughs> up to you then. So I get this. What a day this has been! What a rare mood I'm in! I kicks off with that one. Not taking the blind bit of notice of us, just doing that. You mean not one of them joined in? Not one. No. Oh, <laughs> <good>. <laughs> 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 so I said, "Right, jump!" But on it. So I sang and I sang and I sang again, and we fell off the train when we got to you <laughs> And <the> <laughs> uh, it was a lovely day. A lovely day, really. So, so I, you know, now I, I do the the tea dance at the the church where I go to, and I put the records on and tell the tale, sort of thing, really.
2: Get oh, the, so you, so you're like the
3: compere? Yeah, I like the
2: compere. Yeah. Oh, I see. Oh, yeah. they, they
3: they they love it.
2: And so you've I, so you've set up basically. You've got your own embassy club. Yes. It's like wheel yes. tappers. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely.
3: When I put them on, when I put the record on, and this, so, you know, I'll say, or we'll put, say, the Bolero one or something like yeah. that. Oh, I said, do you remember when George Raft knew? To... Now, these are old actors that they can relate to. Uh, and I did, did one about a Texan square dance. Oh, you want to see John Wayne do I saw a picture with John Wayne? And they love that sort of chit chat, really. So I intersperse the records with that. But I do, I do like that very much indeed. And it's a joy. And that's one of the things going back to probably why we're here today, is that it's so important that we do get people that are on their own. Out to activities like I've just described. Yes. Like I've uh, been today swimming, like the exercise class that we have, like coffee mornings we have. There's so much going on, but it's time to encourage people to leave the house to do it. It's so easy, Chris. I mean, it's, it's a nice day today, all right. So, but it's so easy for me to sit back, nice and warm. There'll be a film on the telly. I don't think I'll bother going out. Yeah. I'll make a sandwich in that. Now, that's all right one day, but then you find you're doing it the next day and, and that is a drug, the television. Yeah. And you suddenly realise you're not going out. Nobody's coming to see you, particularly this time of the year when it, it's felt more because of the, the dark nights and Christmas coming mm. on and all the rest of it. And I say to people, like I said to you earlier, just phone somebody that you know on their own, phone them up. Better still, and this is what we're trying to do around here now, is this intergenerational. Yeah. If you, if you can visit an old person that you know
2: and take the kids, they love it. Yeah. Old people love kids. Yeah. And the thing is, it's never a chore. I think that's the thing. It's about giving people something
3: to look forward to. Well, I look back on my life, as I said earlier, I was born up in, born in a one-up and one-down. Very poor poverty and all the rest of it. And I look, well, I've met two Prime... I've been to Downing Street, met two Prime Ministers.
2: You are now... Am I, are you 85? 85, yeah. So you're 85. So in your 85 years, what are the lessons you've learned that you would want to pass on?
3: During the war there was a spirit in this town and most towns that everybody helped one another it was a great spirit i remember it quite clearly mm. and when we had the bombing at gmex a few months ago i went down to have a look at the flowers in st Anne's square mm. and as i got off the metal link, there was an atmosphere of such friendliness I couldn't... There was families there with children. And it wasn't end with small to me. I It was just, just a feeling. Yeah. So I'd like to think that if we could pass on that spirit that mm. once was there, that would be very, very good indeed. So that was
2: Tommy. What a lovely old boy. And since recording this, I have to say that I've already organised to go and have a Christmas drink with him at the Wetherspoons in Chalton. I'm hoping it ends in a sing-song. As you'll have just heard... This podcast is about sharing some fantastic life stories, but there are well over a million chronically lonely people in the UK who have no one to share their stories with. If you'd like to know more about ways to change this, then please go online and visit campaigntoendloneliness.org and find out how together we can try to make loneliness a thing of the past. Thanks again to the wonderful Tommy, and also thanks to ACAST for hosting this show. See you next time.